0: Hey, it's ad time.
1: Welcome to the ads.
0: Here we are. Uh, so, we'll start off with the same old, same old. <laughs> Show is brought to you by same old TravisCrutcher.com and same old com. <laughs> Those are our respective spaces on the interwebs. On mine, you can hire me to be a coach. You can hire me to come speak. You can find out more awesome things about this podcast. You can even sign up for a newsletter about this podcast where you'll receive bonus content that is not (laughs) really how the show usually goes, but it's good stuff, and you'll laugh at least.
1: Sound check segments.
0: It's also brought to you by...
1: TeamHopelifters.com. You can come get your fitness on with me. You can get your nutrition in check. You can just have some great accountability, and the focus is always on keeping your hopes lifted and your squats low.
0: All right, now on to amazing sponsors that aren't us. Indeed. We've got a few. Uh, let's start with Great White Oak Media.
1: Amazing. That
0: is our boy, Jay Williams. Um, he is, I've coined a phrase for him. Yes. Because he talked about after he left the military, he was no longer going to destroy, mm-hmm. right? He was going to create, and his right. camera is his new weapon. Yes. So I'm going to call that his WMP weapon of mass production
1: mass production i did it i like it
0: uh so if you haven't checked out jay check him out he's on instagram he's on facebook and greatwhiteoakmedia.com he's an amazing photographer be sure to check him out and hire him for your next gig yes also brought to you by eps
1: just the most crazy and creative innovative group out there,
0: yeah, it's. I call them the Tesla of the sky, yeah. Um, and again, if you guys don't buy that domain name soon, I'm going to, um, but they're amazing. And when you go to their website, you're gonna see all this, this aviation technology they've got going, these massive powertrain systems that are just cutting edge. But they're also building, they're taking a step further in building electric aircraft, wow, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, it's Jetsons level stuff. I, I, you know, I've talked to a few of the people in the company, and I, I'm hoping that they can integrate the sound. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it here, but you know the sound, the <laughs> Jetson's car sound. Uh, see if you guys can make that happen. Or at least have a drop for me. Something we can make it happen. Also, they're going to have a podcast coming out soon.
1: Very exciting. Welcome to the podcast family. It is
0: very exciting. And I can tell you, I got to see the cover art today.
1: Oh, A little teaser a of little it. A little sneak peek.
0: It is fabulous. Oh,
1: that's it great. It is fabulous. <laughs> um,
0: so it's supposed to drop mid to late April. And when it does, I'll let you guys know and I'll add the link here. Awesome, so stay tuned. Yes, definitely. And finally, we are now sponsored by one of my favorite tools on the planet. This is no joke, mm-hmm. Popple.
1: One of the coolest piece of technology ever. It is
0: amazing, and I, <laughs> this is not, you know, this is scripted. They didn't give me copy to read. This is just right. me talking about how much I love this stinking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a digital business card, but it's so much more. It's not just, like, your contact info. You can, All your links right. you can share with someone, and it's, like, as simple as them scanning the back of your phone or a QR code. Right. Um, I love it. Right. I use it all the freaking time. Yeah,
1: and when you scan it, and the person opens that link, it c- pops up with this beautiful picture of all your links, whatever right. you know, photography that you've had done. It's really, it's really amazing.
0: Very clean, very professional, yes. very customizable. So, if you guys are in the market for a digital business card or just an amazing business tool, check out Popple. I'm going to put a link in the description of this. But if you guys go there, and you're looking to make a purchase, use the promo code above average podcast to save 20%. Those are the ads. Those are the champions that are on the show, and we (laughs) love them very much. And on with the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show? Super excited today for a couple of reasons. Number one, you guys have been asking for it. It is about freaking time. It's finally happened. You are going to have Jess joining us on all future interview shows. So she'll be on this one today and all future ones as well. So I'm really stoked about that. I know you guys will be stoked about that because you have not quit hitting me up about that particular thing. So problem solved, problem staying solved, go Rangers. Today our guest... Today our guest is Amanda Zwanzinger. What can I tell you about this gal? Uh, first of all, she's a friend of mine. We've known each other for a couple of years. We met in a mastermind. Uh, she's just an incredible human being on all levels. She's an incredible speaker. She's an incredible coach. And she's also a best-selling author um, from a book that she put out last year called The Paralyzed Movement, which is just incredible. I'm going to put the links to the description where you can grab one of those for yourself. Um, but you got to check her out. Just The interview's a lot of fun. We go into some areas that she hasn't really spoken to too much in other interviews. Uh, I'm sure you guys have noticed my show is a little less scripted than some shows when there's interviews on, so we did a we did do a pre-show and I said, just just trust me and roll with me. So that's what she did. And I think we captured some gold you get to really hear the heart behind why she does what she does and why she does it for the folks she does it for. So I hope you guys enjoy our that's right, our interview with the incredible Amanda Zwanziger. five, four, three, two, one.
1: Zero, all engine running. Lift off, we have a lift off. Discovery, go and throttle up. Nice,
0: but be in orbit. Tanguality base here, the Eagle has landed. All right, here we go.
1: Here we go. This is
0: a very exciting episode. should be quiet, Mike. Very exciting episode for a lot of reasons. One, first timer here.
1: That's right. That
0: Jess is going to actually co-host an I interview. I am
1: here on an interview show. And we I'm could not excited.
0: have picked a better guest to do it because I'm with my friend Amanda, who is an incredible coach, incredible speaker, and an incredible author. Uh, we can use the word best-selling there. Ooh she's so girl. humble <laughs> um, and you guys already heard me go on and on about her in the intro so I'm gonna give her a chance from her own words to talk about who she is who she serves and why the heck she does it
2: awesome well I just want to thank you guys for letting me be a part of your cool freaking show I'm super excited and pumped um, to be here uh, you know I'm just I'm just a regular girl who kind of fell into this this comp- completely different version of myself than I ever thought I would become. I, for years and years, I was this corporate ladder climbing workaholic who thought I had to kick ass and take names. I was missing out on being the mama that was inside me. I have two boys and um, I was traveling the world. I was gone all the time and I was just on the struggle bus. And there was always this like burning entrepreneur inside me but I didn't really know where it was supposed to, to go. And I remember starting to work with a coach myself uh, thinking I needed to open a sports store. Cause we couldn't find any nut cups. And in, in my hometown where we live right now,
0: Hashtag our
2: boys <laughs> and uh, in that process determined that that was not my mission in life. And out the backside of this coaching process, uh, that entrepreneur still surfaced, but it came in what I'd call the ministrypreneur form. I discovered that I had this like heart to, to make a difference in people's lives, especially women. And so that's what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm kind of taking my story and my journey in inspiring women to um, overcome the things that are paralyzing them in their lives. I, I, I work with men now, too. Uh, when I kind of set out on this journey, I was female focused. I still have this bigger passion for, for helping female co- females. Cause I feel like women are stuck in big, big ways. And there's just a lot of, a lot of freedom that needs to be found both to get us out of these horrible, paralyzing situations, but more so to pursue this, like this hidden purpose that we don't even know that we have inside us. So That's me. And I wrote a book in the process, which I was not expecting. (laughs) That is awesome. I love it. I think you're so,
1: so right that for women, it is so easy to get stuck. And whether it's something that we are sticking ourselves in or whether it's society is we feel like it's on our shoulders. It is it is heavy. But with some help, you can get unstuck. Absolutely.
0: The only disappointing thing from that story is that I've never gotten to see Amanda's nut cups. Don't <laughs> feel like there's a store there or maybe, maybe the second book. I don't know how yeah. we tie it into the first one.
2: You know, you know, the great, the the funny thing about nut cups when you're raising boys and, and uh, you know, maybe you guys already realized this, but they buy, they buy bigger than they need. Just so they look sure. justified. Right.
0: <laughs> we we grew up watching Batman. We know the, right. We understood the assignment um,
2: <laughs> girls,
1: bra. boys, right. stuff their pants.
0: <laughs> but what I, so, you know, I, I set it up front, but I, I know a lot of, of the story that got you to this. And it's, it's crazy to me to hear. It's one of those things where you, you had to kind of step outside of your own situation to objectively look at it because to hear you tell it, you're like, I never knew this was there. But then knowing what I know about you, it's like, oh come on, lady, that's all there. You know, that this whole emergence of like trying to help women get unstuck. So much of that is has been part of your journey already. And yeah. just I, I just it's so the universe is a funny place, right? Because the idea of being stuck in an identity, whether it's been force fed to you or you've been shooted on your whole life, right? This is how you should do things. And then your life took a weird turn because what's the name of the book? Just so people know
2: it's, it's called the paralyzed movement.
0: And so you've already got this notion of paralysis as it pertains to like identity and, you know, being in line with your purpose and all this stuff that you're carrying. And then your life took a squirrely turn on you and real paralysis showed up.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. In more, in more ways than one. Right. Uh, yeah. It it's, it's interesting to look back at because you don't necessarily recognize paralysis until you're on the other side of it or until it's gotten too, you know, too difficult to manage and, and you're like something's gotta change. But now that I'm on the other side of it, I, I didn't realize how paralyzed I was, like A, in in this perception of success, which meant I sacrificed ball games, birthdays. I missed mother's day seven years in a row because I was traveling for my job. Right. And it it all had to be sacrificed because there was only one way for me to have financial success. And it was to pursue this, this mission that took me on the road. And it was just this false perception. And, and I was stuck in it for a really, really long time. And, and then, you know, I started to identify a whole lot of other ways that I was paralyzed too. And, um, you know, you mention always, you know, having that within me to help people. And and I would say that I, I always have had this desire to, to help people. I'm a compassionate person. I can feel people's pain. Uh, but I never ever envisioned that being my living because it was not, it was not something that uh, would pay me enough. At least that was my perception.
0: It's it, so I, you know, my story too, like, so I can totally commiserate with the notion of like, it, you almost remove yourself from your talents your real talents in order to pursue someone else's bottom line right
2: yeah oh it's yeah one of those
0: things where when you start objectively looking at it, like okay what is what is my personal bottom line right and i know for you like you've already said it like being a more present mother being you know more present in your own existence and then when you realize like man i am zapping myself out of the opportunity to do any of that stuff chasing after this person thing and that's another like you say perception but that is totally in line with the, you know, the women are stuck thing is because I think a lot of times for women, they think, and you guys, you know, I'm surrounded here, so feel free to stomp on me, but I got (laughs) to rip the boys. Um, But I think a lot of times what happens if if you are a strong convicted woman, you feel like the only way to gain respect in this world is to be, for lack of a better term, they better bring their nut cups, but like a ball buster, right? You got to be like, (laughs) you got to be like power bitch, right? Go in there and, and, you know, And I know your heart and that's so disingenuous. Like, what was it like to, to try and walk that out for as long as you did?
2: Oh, wow. I mean, this is a really good question because you're talking about the ball busting and, and I think back like early in my career and man, was I a bitch. (laughs) I mean, I, (laughs) I just look back at it and I just think how unpleasant I had to be to work with, and I know I was because I was confronted with it on, on several occasions. But you know, you you do have this perception of who you have to be. And I, honestly, I worked in a man's world, like everybody I worked with was a, a man, everybody I sold to was a man. So I was pretty much in an in an all-man's world. And early on, I actually write about this in my book early on. I had this false perception that I had to act like a jerky dude in order to success in jerky dude world. And, and that was the, actually the opposite. And so I ended up in, in kind of this, like I was paralyzed with like this perception and also kind of reputation of, of being a B and I had to do a lot to like overcome that. So you, you mentioned the ball busting and it, and it kind of took me there. Um, but as far as like the you know walking out what it took to to get to this point of of recognizing it um you know i think i honestly i had to like give up some control uh that's been a huge part of of my journey and realizing that this whole like perception of who i'm supposed to be and this acting that i'm doing is because i, I i'm trying to drive the train that i shouldn't and i got to give it up and 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 follow where personally I'm faith-driven person I wanted to see where God wanted to take me and 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 it took me down this this crazy past path of ministry which you know I'm just going to tell you I had an argument with God I was like I, I drink beer what? I swear too much I I have a lot of skeletons in my closet that do not need to surface the um,
0: guy in Genesis named Noah
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how we got there anyway
0: pre-show conversation <laughs>
2: yeah oh isn't that funny <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so I mean what I'm hearing and like this is crazy because we've been talking about this kind of thing for the last few weeks on the show is it's you're walking in a persona right yeah and what's crazy it it, it is so much of like the that I hate to use the rock bottom part as that verbiage but it is like that that aha moment where you go oh shit. <laughs> Right. Like I've been walking in this fake funk for a long time. And you get to the point where you, you, and you're having this conversation with a guy because it's like, who am I? Right. Who am I really? And I think part of what you're doing now in your work with women is like, you've really kind of discovered the sweet spot of like, I'm going to find them where they are.
2: Mm-hmm. And we'll
0: go from there.
2: Absolutely. And it's, it's been just absolutely like mind blowing the stories that I've heard along the way. And, you know, these women who have been carrying so much for so long relationships that haven't been healed or relationships they need to get out of Uh, there's been women who, and this was one of my, the most shocking things for me, because Hey, I'm not an introvert. I'm a total extrovert, but how many people are socially paralyzed? Like, in fear of social interactions in general, and just even coming up and sharing their story with me took all the strength in the world for them to do. But there's, there's been story upon story. And I just, you know, I, Jesse, I've listened to her story and, you know, you've walked this path. And so there's just so many interesting journeys of, of people who have been stuck and, and have found freedom and have broke free from it. And most importantly, have used it. Yes. Like I'm a big believer in, <laughs> in what we take with the shit that we're dealt with in life. Um, <laughs> you know, we can either look at it like what it is, a pile of shit, or we could use it and make a big impact in this world. And um, that's what I'm seeing happen. And it's been amazing.
0: When I, I, go ahead.
2: I was just gonna say, it's one of the things that
1: I kind of hear you saying is that you, you stopped trying to qualify yourself. And particularly when you realized it was this whole, you know, there's this relationship with God and ministry was the, the thing that he was leading you to that, you know, you didn't have to continue to prove that you were something that maybe you didn't necessarily want to be. You just got to really step into yourself and maybe pieces that you had been Holding back, and what a you know what a beautiful thing for you, and example for your kids, and I think for the people listening, it's like you don't have to to qualify what you're already an expert in.
2: Just do you. Yeah. Well, it was uncomfortable though. Oh, I I I, it was (laughs) identify with that. (laughs) It was definitely like I always make the comment like the Amanda ten years ago would never recognize the Amanda today. Okay, And so you have to like shed this, that persona and it is brutally uncomfortable. And, you know, you fear rejection because you think people aren't going to like this new me. And, and I, I mean, I've faced that today. Yeah. I, I've had to walk down that path. People I love, I fear that they're rejecting me because I'm, I'm not the, the, the same Sona is different. So that's, that's been a struggle. Well, I'm going to ask both of you this
0: then, because and I don't want to turn it into like this weird social conversation, <laughs> but,
1: but you kind to, of have to go there when it, do what you I know, want. <laughs> that's right. I have a
0: soundboard. I make the rules. Um, <laughs> do you think it is more difficult and be real? I don't Well, well I don't care. <laughs> do you think it is more difficult as a woman to just go, fuck it? I'm going to do this.
2: I, yeah. Yeah. hundred
0: yeah. <laughs> percent. So what's the why? Is it, is it like, and you know, I don't want to get into the patriarchy thing because right. I'm a hyper aggressive alpha male and they, they they'll reject me if I say anything, um, <laughs>
1: <They'll reject. laughs>
0: but they might kick me out of the club. I don't know. <laughs> but is it because of social constructs or is it because of like, you know, cause what I see is women innately are, are pleasers. Right, yeah. because you're yeah. better nurturers than us. You have like chemicals that make you better humans. I'll be straight <laughs> up with you. You're, you're why babies survive.
1: Absolutely right.
0: <laughs> so, do you think that that is something that if you're trying to walk in persona precludes you from being an empowered woman and doing what you're here to do?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I. I mean, we are not the selfish sex. <laughs> i'm kidding i I really do
1: think women are, are hardwired to put themselves on the back burner i mean in in my coaching world that's the first barrier we have to break down is that you're a priority you're worth the time you're worth the investment you're worth the effort and i think it you when it's personal, when it's turned in towards yourself, it's like well it's it's worth it for the kids, it's worth it for the relationship, it's worth it for maybe the job, but when it comes to me, oh, I'll just wait you know oh, and yeah. so, it, it, but it's the the problem with that is that it trickles over into other things where it's like I have this desire to be a strong businesswoman or I have this desire to you know be in leadership or, or whatever it is where then it, it's, you're, you're back-burnering that too. You just keep on putting everything that you want on hold because somebody else needs something.
2: Yep. Yeah. I think, I think there's, there's confidence issues too. Definitely. There's just this fear of, of failure yep. that I think is just abundant in the, in, in the female world. And Hey, yeah, there's, tons of confident, successful, brave women out there that are pretending (laughs) because they're still fearful and they're still um, lacking confidence. I mean, I I think it's just innate. It's just kind of how we're wired.
0: And I I have to agree. And I'm agreeing from like firsthand experience because I married one and then I made three more. Yeah. That's, that's after we had our son, though. And like right. since since birth, yes. he's been like, what up, bitch? I'm here. Like, he's, right. he's, he's very he's
1: confident. Cool in the gang. He is very secure in who he is and, and what he wants.
0: Our girls, all beautiful, all wild, talented, like yes. super good at so many things. And they're like, oh, I'm insecure. I'm like, what are you talking about?
1: Right. They they will second guess clothing choices. They'll second guess the work that they've done. They you know, <laughs> And so.
0: Uh, Let me ask you, because I know it's so much a part of your work right now as it is yours, what what do you guys use? What is the what is the thing that you help them break through that
2: with? So, you know, through my coaching process anyway, you know, I help them identify obviously what those areas are. But, you know, for me, the big thing is 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 faith in in understanding and identifying that you are accepted regardless and I think it's such an important thing for women to understand because they spend so much time worrying about what the world thinks worrying about the people around them um, and in and, and their perception and their acceptance mm-hmm. that they if they can adopt the idea that it's always there hundred percent yep uh, then maybe they can shed some of the the crap that they're carrying with them and, and not not care as much you know
1: absolutely I a hundred percent agree with you and one of the other things that I use with my women is we do a lot of affirmations and it's like at first they all say them when they roll their eyes and they like you know they're whispering them and you get you know through a whole fitness program that's you know three weeks four weeks six weeks long and by the end of it they're like i am good enough i am worthy i am enough and it's like yes now hang on to it when you step out into the next piece of your life it's it's a translatable skill (laughs) i'm
0: just sitting here learning (laughs) i know and i'm not being funny but i think this is important to key on real quick because as a guy Mm -hmm. right i I wake up and like, all right, world, you asked for it. Motherfucker. Like, (laughs) you know, I, I don't ever think that way. That's not part of my thought process. I don't go into a space and go, I hope they they accept me. I'm like, I came here to take over son. Right.
1: (laughs) I think as women, there's a lot of time spent going, I hope they accept me. And it is a practice. It has to become part of your routine that when your heat, your, your heat, your feet hit the floor, you're like, let's do this. And
0: what fascinates mm-hmm. me about this truly is because you both know, like, I, I work with a lot of women in, in oh, yeah. practice as well. And I keep bumping up against this. And it's like, what are you talking about? Just because <laughs> it's not how my brain works. And right. of course, like, there's tools and resiliency right, tips absolutely. and everything to get you through it. But I just, you know, I'm going to be candid. That fucking sucks. <laughs> that
1: sucks. It is. It, I mean, it is. It is a hard thing to overcome when your inner monologue is telling you you can't, you're not right. This isn't, you know, and it, when it starts with all of these negative things.
0: And so back to, cause you know, the book is a maze. So when you, when you started working through this stuff, like what was the moment where you go? Cause that's, it's a big bold step. And I, I remember when you started working on it and it was, I just, I remember watching it all unfold and I had a front row seat to it, which is amazing, but you never really shared like, What made you go, you know what, the world needs to hear about this?
2: (laughs) Um, Well, honestly, it came down to, I was doing these speaking events. I was getting everybody motivated and inspired to make a change. And then they had nothing. There was no tool. There was nothing to walk away with to say, how do I do this? Like, and where do I even start? And so I I set out to like, say, okay, I need to write the story. And what I didn't realize was I had already written half of it. I'm a big journaler. And I started going through my journals and like the things that I used to help myself navigate my struggles and overcome them. Those were the tools that I needed. And um, so, yeah, I, I took like a month off last year to finish it. But I had slowly, without knowing it, over a five-year period of time, been writing it. And so um, that's how I discovered I needed to write it, even though I had already been writing it. That's
1: so amazing. And it just, it's like, when you know that, it's like so much authenticity in those pages where, you know, when you know that it's been all these years that you've been collecting all of these tools, that that's incredible. And I think the other thing, too, you know, for people listening, it shows you, you're not the only one. You know, I think a Mm -hmm. lot of times we feel lonely men or women in, in whatever, whatever we're going through. And for you to be able to recognize through your speaking engagements, oh, my story is, is bringing something alive in these people. And I've, I've got it. I got to get it out on paper so they can get back with it and
2: making progress because
1: nobody's alone.
2: And I I remember vividly when the whole paralyzed movement concept came to be, and it was when the word paralyzed popped in my brain driving down the road, and you know my husband having been paralyzed and had this miraculous recovery from it. You'd think I would have thought of him, but I'm thinking about how paralyzed I had been, and not just not just my career, but with absolutely horrendous anxiety, codependent relationship, lots of struggles. And after 20 minutes of thinking about that, I was like, this is it. There's just this connection between how the physically paralyzed approach their recovery Mm -hmm. and how we don't day in and day out approach our recoveries with the way that we're psychologically paralyzed in the same way. We we give up. We think there's no hope. It's impossible to change. And that's not the case.
0: You know, I I know a story about you that you share with me. And I feel like now's a good time to bring it up. And I don't think we you probably didn't think I would bring this one up, but I'm going to anyway. Um uh, it was after <laughs> when your husband was in the hospital. Yeah. And someone had brought a, a gift to the hospital. Yes. So this is a great story. I'm going to tie it together though. So it's got some context okay. because you, there was a big transitional shift already in your mindset that I think in this moment really showed itself. And and I hate the word victim, you know that, but up to this point, there were a lot of things that definitely qualified you as a survivor. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
0: when you get in that mindset though, it's like sometimes you feel like you don't have a voice. Sometimes it feels like you can't speak up, but your husband's in ICU. Someone drop and drop if it happens to have beer. Yes. I'll let you go from there.
2: So there was beer that was brought. It was tied to a bouquet. It was from a friend. And it was placed like day two. He was he was barely out of anesthesia from his surgery. And this mean nurse comes in and raises holy hell saying. That needs to go. And I'm like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? And she's like, that beer in the corner it is not allowed in ICU. It needs to go. And I said, it's not even open. <laughs> Nobody's drinking it. Right. And she well, said, it needs to go. And I said, you and I need to step outside and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I chewed her ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good for you. But yeah. I mean, you were, you were strong enough in
1: that moment to say this is inappropriate and I'm not gonna put up with that. But think how many people who are supporting someone else that's in ICU and they don't they don't have it left to say, oh right, I can't handle this and you shouldn't be doing it. So yeah. good for you. Good for you.
0: I do I love that story too because yeah. I mean, let's forget the fact that our boys lay in there pump full of opioids and we're worried right, about his right. fact that's room temperature.
2: Right. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I then encouraged people to bring us alcohol in the, <laughs> yeah.
0: but see, and that's why I wanted because to-
2: I needed it. <laughs> right.
0: but that's why I wanted to bring that story up because I feel like, you know, on the backside of corporate, you're trying to shed this persona and there's been a lot of struggles up at this point. So you're really kind of at a low point. I mean, all, like everything was kind of at a low point for you at this point. And that was like, it was almost a trigger where you're like, no, we're not fucking doing this for round two of life. Like I'm not, I'm no one's pushover. You're not going to come in here and push him around or push me around. And I think that's just, you know, maybe, maybe it wasn't as grandiose as I'm making it out to be, but I feel like that was a moment in time where there was a paradigm shift and you were like, okay, like we're all going to get back up. We're going to get back up together. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, there definitely was just the mindset of, we're going to tackle this and nobody's going to stand in our way and get it done. And the one thing we needed was, was just positivity. And, and I, I I tell people all the time. Like I would never want Todd to break his neck and be paralyzed ever again in my life, but I'm not so sure that I don't want to go through that because what I went through seeing this journey not just todd and and what he was able to overcome but the people the warriors that were in the rehabilitation hospital with him there was a guy that that he had nothing for the two six weeks that he was in there no movement below his waist and we left there thinking it's impossible like we wrote him off he was never going to move again and his mindset was the opposite and he ended up walking out of Madonna hospital and ended up running a marathon, had a setback and ran again. And I just, there was nothing that was going to stand in our way of that victory. Um, You know, I talked earlier about your dealt a pile of shit. This was, but it didn't feel like that. It ended up being a game changer and a life changer. And so everybody has that thing in their life. That's just, unbearable and it is a travesty and it, it just, it's traumatic mm-hmm. that they can turn into triumph. It doesn't have to be this thing that just destroys your life and paralyzes you forever. You can turn it into this amazing victory. And, and that is, that's been the, the, the blessing in all of this. Like, I can't imagine not having this in my life right now. If he wouldn't have broke his neck, I wouldn't be here with you guys right now. No way. Well, that's weird.
0: Graduating for it. (laughs) Right. But
2: But there is something about being forged in fire
1: where it's like, I know what I'm supposed to do now. And I may come up against obstacles and it might be really difficult. But I went through that fire and I am coming out sharp and hot. And let's do this.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The other thing
0: that I think is great is, you know, because. I started with how dudes think, at least this dude is like, okay, challenge accepted world, right? And in that moment, that clicked in your head. You know, we talked about it a little bit before, but in that moment, you guys, like, oh, we're never going to do this again. Challenge accepted. We can't have beer in here. Challenge accepted. (laughs) You're going to tell me what box I have to fit in because I'm a woman. Challenge accepted. And now you're taking all of that and using it to empower other people. And that's amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I wouldn't, I don't want to take the credit like myself because it's, it's literally what the people and what I witnessed along the way that are the tools, you know, I was just the witness and that's, what's cool is being able to go and share what I witnessed. I have video of it too. I share that and that, um, always like astounds people to be able to see that, but Uh, there's the, the, the true heroes in this story are the ones that are either walking and some of them aren't. Um, But no matter what the the effort that they've put into it is, is greater than anything that I know, looking back at my past, it took, it took years to put the effort in that these people put in to overcome their challenges.
0: But you know, that speaks to something else that you brought up. And that is, when it first happened you identify like we need positivity around us and we talk about this all the time Mm -hmm. like how important it is to surround yourself with friends to your destiny and i think when you saw this community and how everyone pitched in and and actually cared about each other and it wasn't no one's faking the funk like you know i i know a lot of dudes who've lost limbs and can't walk and all this stuff and Mm -hmm. like i've got a buddy who he's an absolute savage he runs uh, tough mutters and Spartan races, and he'll ratchet strap his wheelchair to his body so he can climb obstacles. Like you're a complete lunatic, dude. <laughs> yeah. But when you see people like that, it's like you almost do this internal inventory. We're like, man,
1: right?
2: I gotta I was-
0: silence my inner bitch and get up and go. You right. know, am I
2: working hard <laughs> enough? <laughs> Absolutely, hundred percent. And but so, there, it's
0: you- something that you're you're teaching because I know you're doing a lot of work in, in some very asymmetrical spaces right now with women is this something that you're empowering them with like you guys need to make better connections you need to bring people around you who are going to move you forward because like I yeah. have a saying that we joke around all the time like if you're not running with us run from us like because we're going that way and if you're not we don't want to be a part of your life
2: yeah yeah absolutely like the movement part of the paralyzed movement isn't just being able to move from the thing that's paralyzing but, you, but it's, it's a movement of people helping people to overcome because it doesn't happen otherwise. And whether you read the Bible or not, it's a story and it's the only story I've read about a paralyzed person, but there's a story about a paralyzed man in the Bible who hears about this dude healing people. And he wants to get there. Yeah. And the only way that he got there was because his four friends carried him there. Yeah. And We can't tackle these hard, difficult things in life in these little silos by ourselves. Like we have to surround ourselves with the people who are going to help carry us there and, and go through whatever. In this instance, they get there. The house is packed full. They can't even get in there to to have Jesus heal them right. so they climb up to the top and they dig a hole through the roof like <laughs> find your friends that are going to dig a hole in the roof for you in somebody else's like,
1: roof to lower Yeah, somebody it. else's Amazing.
2: roof. <laughs> find that friend and have them help you get there and and I I say that from a perspective of the thing that's 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 difficult for us but even more so you know, who are you carrying and who are you going to be that friend for? Because there's a, every one of us can, can name somebody in our life that we've written off ever being able to overcome that big thing that they you know, have been battling for years and we've written them off. And, and that is a poor perspective because that person has that, that capability and
0: glitch for a second but yeah Yeah. but yeah you're (laughs) right and that's the the other important thing is you know we talk about this a lot on the show but you you can't just show up to take right you know you've got to be able to pitch back in and there's so much of that when it comes to the other thing I love about that story in particular is that so yeah his his buddies helped him and that's wildly important right Right. that he would not have gotten there would not have gotten the the healing he had his friends not pitched in and got him in that roof but it's it's what got him up right like if if you've not read the story you know it's it's there's a big book you can find it in almost any (laughs) Um, but when he gets in front of jesus what does jesus say get up and walk yeah like and it's, it's one of those things where it's like if you put it in into our space right in the in the coaching and wellness space it's like sometimes it is that simple right yep Sometimes it's disconnect from all the bullshit and static and nonsense you got going in your head, and just get up and walk.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right before that, he says, "Seeing their faith." Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it was the faith of the community that was helping him overcome, and that's where it's just again, it's so important to be having people walk along side you that are are going to carry you through. Let's face it, a shitstorm.
1: Yep. Right? Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's really true. And you know,
0: we're, I think we are, we are three very lucky humans, right? Because you and I share some social spaces where that's, that's what everyone's there for is to help each other out. And that's your whole community online. Everyone's yeah. there to help each other out. But I think, you know, I don't want to be salesy. I try not to ever be salesy on the show, but, <laughs> but because there's so much truth in what you're saying, like, yeah. and I feel like what you're doing is uniquely, you know, suited for a lot of people right now. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people, I mean, we're in a, a wonky space with like post pandemic, and there's a lot of right. identity crisis happening. Yes. And
1: oh, yeah. What I do think, I do next? Right. I, and I think a lot of, you know, we've all been locked away for a couple of years, and it's like you look out the window and it's real scary out there. It's very people y. I'm not sure how to do deal- <laughs> This anymore.
0: It's like that big hairy monster from, from the Bugs Bunny cartoons when he's like people. Are really crap! Right. And so I, what I do want to have an opportunity to talk about is like, where can people find you if they want Amanda to come speak, or if they want to find your book or what they want to have you on their podcast, like how do people get in touch with you, your social, all that stuff?
2: Absolutely. So, uh, my book's on Amazon. So that's the easiest way. Just look up the paralyzed movement. I'm the only one by that name. Nice. (laughs) Um, And then I have uh, my website is amandamotivates.com. So for speaking podcasts, they can reach out to me on there. And then I'm on Facebook under Amanda Motivates as well. So I would love to see people stop by.
0: And I don't have to say this, but I'm going to. I want to speak to the professionalism of Amanda Mm -hmm. because we know each other.
1: Right.
0: And we have known each other for a couple of years now. And we're like daps and hugs. Yeah. She went to my website. She went to the website and filled uh-huh. out the guest request, and I immediately texted you. I was like, "What are you doing, crazy?"
2: You're like, well, I what? treat professionals like the professionals
1: like, that they are. Way it's done.
0: It's like, I've heard you say shit. We're good, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know. You're one of my favorite humans and I can't thank you enough. And just so everyone's aware, like I'm going to put all of her links in the description of this episode so you guys can just scroll and click and buy the stinking book. Uh, before we wrap, is there anything else? If you could just say one thing to either one of you or both go crazy. <laughs> if there's a woman out there stuck or anybody stuck for that matter, but because that's your tribe and I don't want to leave anyone out, right? <laughs> no child left behind. That's right. <laughs> um, what, what are you going to tell them? What are you going to tell them to just get up and take action?
2: I'm going to tell them that that thing that has them stuck is, it is to serve a better purpose and a bigger purpose. And they're going to be amazed. Like if they knew how that was going to be used in the future, if they could see that they, they would take that step today because I'm telling you right now, it's going to change somebody's life everybody's trauma can turn into triumph, not just for yourself, but for somebody else and maybe masses of people. So I just say, take that step. Your, your future is. Is, is going to be unrecognizable to you. Love it. Yep. That's
1: awesome. I would completely echo that. Your, your hope is in the hard stuff. You just, you got to face it and go with your tribe.
0: Awesome. Agreed. Amen. We love you. Thank you for coming. on. I
1: love you guys. It was a pleasure to talk to you
2: and get to see you.
0: <laughs> we got to do it again sometime.
2: Definitely. I, I would love it. Thank you guys so much. This has been awesome.
0: Absolutely. Talk soon.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: All right, folks. There you have it. That's the show. Uh, like I said, she's an incredible human being. And I think for our first time doing a dual interview, it went pretty well. Um, sure, we'll continue to improve. But you got to check out Amanda again. All of her links will be in the description of this episode, um, and then also be able to check or be sure to check out Great White Oak Media. Check out EPS, and if you're thinking about a business card, head over to Popple. Use the link in the description. Put in promo code Above Average Podcast, save twenty percent, and we will talk to you guys next time.
1: Nice to be in our.